So yeah. these are, these are things like, look, 2017, I had a modest home. I had two cars. I had a mortgage on it. I had two financed or leased vehicles today. I bought my Porsche. It's paid for. I have a house, a beautiful house, four or five bedroom house. It's paid for. I have a lake home in Pennsylvania. It's paid for. I have a boat. It's paid for. I have my kids' college tuitions all paid for. This is in two years, Brian. Yeah. I, was a, I was able to do this. I was able to go from just a modest living to what I currently have. You yeah. know? And it's possible. It's if I can do it, anybody can do it. This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. What do you think the next three months is going to look like? Because historically, right, when you go through these when you go through these, these recessions, they typically hit like in September, or October, right? So do they, okay. they do. Yeah. If you look back historically, they're usually hit in September, October for what I'm okay. sure there's a reason to it, but they typically do. So if you they asked want- me a month ago, I was going to say, Hey, things look good. And then yeah. Powell came out last Friday and he said, no, 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 no. We're going to, we're going to continue to raise those interest rates. And yeah. And, you know, basically do everything. He's stopped short of just saying, we're going to throw the economy into a recession, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're technically in a recession, but just, it doesn't feel like it. And I think what's interesting. So I've had this conversation a number of times. So last week I was with a client that I think is going to do about $200 million this year. Wow. However, I said, so, you know, what's going on with leads? And they said, well, leads have been slowly slowing down since May, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting. A few days later, I'm on the phone with, well, maybe I won't mention the name, but I'm on the phone with a friend, client, that's going to do 120, 130 million this year. And he says, Brian, we're hitting all of our targets no issues with leads. And these two, these two companies sell the same product and they're in many of the same markets. And so you got one that's telling you, yeah, leads are getting harder. The other one is telling you, well, we are not feeling it. And so I don't know, man. It's kind of like the million dollar question, isn't it? Is this going to continue or is are we headed for some sort of correction? The uncertainty I, is what's killing everybody. We, I, I almost feel like we've been waiting for this, right? Like yeah. we've been expecting this for like yeah. the last five years, right? It's yeah. like in 2017, you're like, well, you know, it's coming 2018. And then, well, no, 19. And then, you know, surely in 2020, when everything was shutting down, I remember walking in my neighborhood because that was the only thing that I could do, listening to yeah. your podcast and listening. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is it. This is the end of the world. Right. And somehow we got through that, right? And it's just like, not only did we come out of it, we just, the industry just exploded. We experienced the best conditions ever in ever. the history of remodeling home improvements. And, Nobody's and ever so, seen a market like that. Yeah. So think about this to us. Yesterday, we had lunch with this couple that has a kind of like a luggage company. They make this bag that apparently is like the travel bag to have. And their price has gone up about 60%, 70% in the last two and a half years. And I thought about that and I thought, hmm, that's interesting because pre-March of 2020, what was the job average for most window and one day bath companies was about 10,000, mm-hmm. right? What is it now? It was, well, my numbers... 2019, my average sale here was about 8,800. And now okay. I'm close to 13.2. Right. So yeah. what is that? That's like a 60, 70% increase. Yes. Yeah. And so, okay. So in two and a half years, prices have increased by 60, 70%. And yet people are still buying. They're buying. It's like there's no it's almost like there's that much of a slowdown. I think people have a lot of cash on hand. I think that there was so much money. I think a majority of the people were 
paying off debts and saving money and, and well, investing yeah, in the markets. Was, well, okay, but that's yes, that was. I mean, I may be wrong. Were, I'm no economist, but I don't really feel like I'm really hitting any resistance out there right now. Like it's no credit is still easy to come by. Yeah. I mean, I haven't had any restrictions from my from Green Sky that we use. So yeah. like my approval rating is still up near 85, 90%. So I haven't seen any tightening in the credit markets. Now this may be coming. Well, I th so I think there's two things to, to look at. One is that home values have gone up pretty significantly, right? Over the last mm -hmm. two and a half years. So if people are sitting on a ton of equity, so if, you know, my house, if my house, let's, I'm just going to make a numbers up, was worth $400,000 before, and let's say I had a $250,000 mortgage on it. Well, now if my house is worth 500, 520, and I still only have 250, well, why not spend 20 grand to redo my windows? Yeah. Right. And the other side of that is, and we're still working everybody's working. Like yesterday, I think it came out that there's 11 million job openings, but the number of people to actually fill those job openings is only half that number. That's incredible, right? Isn't it? Yeah. So I'm, I guess so, unless there is like mass, mass layoffs or something weird happens, you know, oh, wait, isn't going to happen again because people aren't over leveraged necessarily, I think, no. with their houses. I don't know, man. I have no idea. I mean, whatever it is, it it's sounds be... like I have an, even an idea of what I'm talking about. It, it's going to be something we've never experienced before. Right. right? <laughs> this whole and, thing has been something we've never experienced. And, and I almost feel like it's going to come unexpectedly, right? Because we've been waiting for it so long and we're going to think, yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe we're going to be sitting there like, oh, everything's great. And then boom. I don't know, Brian, or maybe it's never going to happen. I mean, well, <laughs> I don't know. What I can tell you, though, is I've been changing some things up. I've been preparing for it. And in the past couple of months with the marketing team, the sales team, we've yeah. been getting ready for it. We've been talking about, OK, let's let's just talk about what it's going to be like, what you know, some of the issues are. How do we get ready for that? Like, obviously, you talk about it all the time. Leads are going to become more expensive, right? So like Google, AdWords. Facebook, all the stuff that you're currently paying for, that's going to shoot up, you know, 20, 30, 50%, maybe even a hundred percent, depending on your operation. So we talk about, okay, so, you know, we've had such an easy time these last two and a half years generating leads for about our issued lead cost typically hovers somewhere around 300 bucks. Let's expect that to go up to four or 500 bucks, right? Yeah. Which I believe is the industry average now correct now it's, i think it's yeah somewhere around four ish yeah yeah so we we typically did a little bit better than most companies because a lot of it is in-house but we're talking about okay so this is obviously going to go up because leads are going to be more expensive there's going to be a lot less of those leads so how can we start to subsidize that right so how can we find other ways to maybe generate a more inexpensive lead so we started talking about like hey well let's build out our organic content on our website like we have a really cool website we have about 80 total pages. We talked about like possibly even tripling this thing by the winter, right? Because when you're doing organic content, right? When you're relying on, when you're writing uh, blog posts or pages, it takes a while for the Google, for the search engines to kind of pick that up and start to really rank, right? It's not like you can just go on, set an ad budget and instantly receive leads, right? Organic is more of a long-term strategy. So right. we're trying to get out in front of that. And that's just an example of like, kind of like the stuff that we're doing now today to prepare for that. And listen, if it never happens, it's only going to be even we're better. We're just going to be stronger. And this yeah. is the thing that, that we've talked about is be prepared. Prepare. Don't be surprised. It's going to be the companies that think that this is always going to be like this, especially the people. So the funny thing about these last few years have been, these people, I just saw one yesterday and it annoys the crap out of me, but some guy started in business three or four years ago, like you, right? Mm -hmm. And he's become, I guess, successful, right? By the way, everybody, you just joined us as me and John Kolbaska from the Men With Tools are just having a conversation and I did no introduction or anything, John. Welcome. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. 
John Kolbaska is a great friend of the Wealthy Contractor and G4. You're in the Wealthy Contractor Mastermind Group. You run an incredible business in New Jersey. And anyway, so now you're, you know, to the listener, you're catching us having a conversation. So anyway, so it's like, you know, people all of a sudden now think that, oh, I got this thing all figured out. I've been in the home improvement business for three years. I'm doing $20 million a year. I must really know what I'm doing. <laughs> and and you know it as well as I do, because we've been in the business a little bit longer than three or four years, that this is not normal. And if you think that leads are always going to be this easy to get, oh, when it changes and it shifts, you are going to be in a world of hurt. Yeah. And so I think it's very, very smart to prepare by widening, I guess, if that's the right way to say it, the number of lead sources that looking for new lead sources, right? How are you going to get new leads? And look, if your business is dependent on one or two of anything, you're in trouble. Yeah, I think I heard you say at the mastermind meeting that the most dangerous number in the business in business is one, right? One lead source, one salesperson, right? Just to clarify, person, one key client, one you did say, uh, you know, I've been in business for three or four years with this company, but this is my second company. And then you That's did right. mention that we've been in the, I've been in the business a long time. So yeah, this is not my first rodeo. So right. yeah, I mean, it's, it's like I said, right now we have about five or six good lead sources that produce pretty consistently for us. Right. Yeah. And we know that we can invest more money and we can scale that. Right. But we're expecting those lead sources to become more expensive. So we're looking for other alternatives, right? Yeah. So we're looking at, and something that we've been doing recently, we've been having a lot of success with, and we've been doing the outbound call center through the Philippines. And there's, yeah. um, yeah, and it's pretty cool. There's a company called the Connexio that we've been yeah. working with, and we've hired three full-time outbound sales agents in the Philippines. And, and we, we pay them, it's, it's eight bucks an hour. Yeah. And they consistently are producing between five and seven set appointments per rep per day for us. Oh, yeah, that's about, amazing. Yep. And about 50% of them are sticking. So we got about a 50% cancel rate, but still. Still. You, yeah. So you look at that. So it's eight bucks an hour, you know, and they work hard. It's all outsourced. I don't have to worry about any, you know, payroll taxes or I, anything like we pay them directly. It's totally legit. You're not breaking any laws here by doing this. Each person each person is producing five to seven leads per day. Per day. Per shift. Per eight-hour shift. Yeah. And we about run them from eleven a.m. Those stick. Eleven a.m. to seven p.m. We run them. We run them so five days a week. Those are twenty-dollar leads. They're twenty-dollar raw leads. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, that's not the fully loaded cost, but still, I mean, let's yeah. say it's fifty bucks. That's amazing. And wow. here's the thing, too. They sell between 30 and 40%, just like a regular inbound. Like of course. But, of it's, course. but again, it's a mindset shift, right? So like yeah. if your sales staff doesn't believe in that lead, right? They say, well, this person's not ready. You know, they're, they didn't contact us. If you let that permeate into the sales staff, you can have a sales staff that struggles with it, right? So oh, again, yeah. it's, again it's, it's mindset, right? So like if you have a properly trained sales staff with, that are trained with um, how to deal with the outbound lead, like a cold call lead. And you teach them like, Hey, listen, there's these advantages and these disadvantages, but mostly these advantages, they're just talking to you. They didn't call anybody. And all you got to do is just figure out a way to have them really finance the fund, the project. Right. So if, and if you have a partner like a green sky or a synchrony bank, and you can provide that for them and there's a need, you can close them just as well as you can, just as successfully as you can an inbound lead. Right. So, but it's a mindset shift. So it's been a great thing. So we've been able to add that to our lead sources and it's been a, it's been a successful addition to our marketing efforts. And yeah. we've just discovered that in the last week, well, uh, the it, last month, I believe he was doing admin with the outsource, but we said, you know admin. what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's try the call center. Cause I have well, a functional in, I have a in-house call center that we've been using, but now we allow them to just do the important stuff like the confirmations, handling all the inbound scheduling and stuff like that customer yeah. service and they just do all the outbound leads setting in the in the Philippines for us. That's it's awesome. 8 bucks an hour per rep. So it's basically costing me 24 bucks an hour. You know, 
taking notes here. Mm -hmm. One of the things is that companies have to get good at making leads. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, there's make leads and take leads. So take leads are, I'm going to place ads wherever I'm going to place ads. Make leads is I'm going to physically do something to go after somebody who didn't wake up this morning thinking about windows or Mm -hmm. bathrooms or roofing or whatever. And think the companies that can do both are really going to do are really going to do. Well. And here's what you find too: the companies that like that go after lead aggregators like Angie's List, Modernize, right? So these companies that are advertising and pulling in this information and selling you the lead. Really, the only way you can really be successful with them is to have that that call center, that staff in house, right? So that's that's more in house. That's not something you should really let the Philippines handle. Or maybe right. you can. I just haven't tested it, but. You get that lead, you got to call them right away. And then if you don't reach them, you got to have a cadence, right? You call them every hour for the first, you know, for the first day, maybe every hour for the first three days. And you're calling, you're calling, you're calling in order to set that contact rate, right? So a lot of contractors, I learned this many years ago before I had a call center. I was like, oh yeah, I'll buy these leads. And I'd be like, this is junk. You know, I can't reach anybody because it was just me on a cell phone, getting a text message in the middle of installing windows. I called them once or twice and then, I was getting on the phone with my rep over at, uh, at the time it was home advisor and saying, yeah, these leads stink. Yeah. Uh, they're terrible. And he's like, I'm well, how many times you call them? Yeah. You got to yeah. give me credits. And then I realized now that I have a functioning call center, I have five people in, a, in an office in there. Well, now rather than setting, setting an appointment with 3% of them, now we're setting 20, 25%. And yeah. the numbers make and sense. The numbers work. Yeah. Right? So these are good. 20, 25 is really strong. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things John was has been on the podcast before, and he was a guest on a panel at Accelerate last year, or this year, I should say. And one of the, the things that we talk about all the time with you is you didn't try and go figure out a whole new way of doing this business. No. You went and looked at well, what are the really successful people doing and what can just do that? And you completely got your ego out of the way, which I think gets in the, you know, people's way. And what a business you've created over the last four or five years. I mean, I have a high school education, right? I'm not supposed to be doing these things, right? Yeah, but you have a, what is it? A PhD in in like the school of hard knocks. Hard knocks. But still, I mean, if you ask anybody, yeah, I'm not supposed to be, I'm not supposed to be doing this, right? And it's just, it's again, it's not something that I figured out. I just, like I said, I attended the first Accelerate and I remember you saying, you know, it's going to be like drinking water from a fire hose. And I was just sitting, I was, I, I, yeah, I showed you the notes and I believe yeah. before the last podcast, I had like eight pages of notes and I went back and I said, you know what, here it is. Here's the answers I've been looking for. And I realized, you know, I need to create a set of a USP, a selling system, how to create all of these things. And I went back and, I, and like I said, the last, I went, and I created all of these things. I mean, I didn't create them. I implemented them, right? I learned it at Accelerate, listening to the podcast. Yeah. And I just, but I just did it, right? And and then that's when the business turned around. You know, I went from, like I said, 1.9 million, I think in that first year. So it was 1.2, then it went to 1.9. And last year I, I, I did 5 million on the very, crossed the $5 million finish line on the very last day of business in 2021. Right. And this year we're going to about, looks like close to about seven. So- but I would have never been able to do this if I wasn't introduced to, you know, your network, Brian, Accelerate, all your guests, the, the podcast. That's why I, I freely come on this podcast so that I can give back, right? When I go yeah. to Accelerate, I have people that talk to me. It's like, here, <laughs> I didn't figure any of this out. This is what I've learned. Do it. If you do it like I did, you can do the same thing. You know? Yeah. Builder Prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors. Imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place. CRM, estimating marketing automation with SMS, production management software, and now call center dialer integration, all wrapped into one easy to use package. And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money, which sales reps are the top performers, and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, boosting productivity, and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack? You owe it to yourself, your team, and your business 
to learn why everyone is switching over to Builder Prime, the only true does-it-all CRM for home improvement contractors. Head over to BuilderPrime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today. So let's talk about some fun stuff. So you and I, last week we were texting and you sent me a picture of you finally got the car that you ordered how long ago? We talked about this, what, six months ago? Yeah, I ordered it a year and a half ago. Oh, a year and a half ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it finally came in. You texted me. It's really exciting. So tell us tell us what you got. Yeah, I, I have a, uh, a Miami Blue. Miami Blue. <laughs> I figured you'd like that. Yeah. A Porsche 911 Turbo S. So... That you've wanted for how long? For 20 years. 24, 20 years. I was 24 years old. I had a friend that I had graduated high school with. And at the time, he was a stockbroker. And I yeah. was installing windows. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw him pull up in that Turbo S. And I said, oh, that's a beautiful car. I want one. I'm going to get me one of those one day. And it took 20 years, but I finally yeah. just purchased it two weeks ago. Yeah. That is awesome. And no, no finance. Paid of for course. cash. Yeah, All right. well, look, I, you know, so one of the things too about guests that come on the podcast, and I've said this to the listener before, but I'm not going to introduce, I, we, me and John would not be having this conversation if that thing was financed, no. but like to the hilt, <laughs> like a lot of people do, right? And I didn't drain my savings to pay for that. That was well, a very small yeah. portion. So look, so <laughs> things have happened over the last you know, two or three years, business has been really good. You know, in two weeks, we've got the, I'm not sure if this is going to go out before that or after that, but we have the profit workshop that we're doing again, me and Mark Curry are doing again, which Uh, I'll be at. Yeah. You'll be there. You were there last year, but the school, what do they say? School is never out for the students. And what's funny is I learn, I tell you guys this all the time. I learn as much as you guys do when I do, when I'm like, the person in the front of the room, because I got to put all the material together. I got to think about my own experiences, my relationship with money, because part of that workshop is, well, yeah, we can teach you how to make the money, but unless you have the right mindset for receiving the money, it's going to be really tough for you to make money and to hold money and to create real wealth. You have done an amazing job of this. Like when you got out of the last business that you were in, you grew it, grew it, grew it, it wasn't making money. You got out of it. You weren't a rich man. No. You had to go back to work and you had to figure this thing out. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Well, first off, how is your life different in terms of finances than it was, say, what, 2018 or 17 when you sold the other the other business? Yeah, 2017 is when I more or less got serious, when I opened my retail showroom in Staten Island for this company. So it's when I kind of got real serious when I decided to really go out on my own for the first 2014 to 2017, first three years, I was subcontracting installs for like Lowe's, Home Depot, Renewal. So I was learning, relearning the business because the previous company was a flooring company. So I just took like a three-year training period. So 2017, I have no more stress, Brian. I mean, I wake up every morning. I don't have to worry about the mortgage. I don't have a mortgage. I don't have to worry about, I have three young kids. I, I don't have to worry about college. It's already all paid for. It's already there in the savings. My, I mean, my, without sounding like I'm bragging, my, like my 14-year-old daughter, she's a sophomore in high school. I send her to a very nice private high school. The public schools here in New York aren't the best, but I can do that, right? I mean, um, it's funny because it's like most of my friends they know, they pay that, that tuition off over a period of 10 months. And in August, I just say, here's my credit card. And I just charge it. And it, the year is paid. I have really no financial stress. I can do anything I want. I can go anywhere. Just life is good. Yeah. I don't have any debt. I, and, and, and I have a business, Brian. If you structure right, if you get your pricing right. And again, I learned this. And I've said it in a previous podcast. But I learned this at the very first Accelerate. If you 
charge the right price and you figure out a way to sell it for the right price, right? Your business can almost become like an ATM machine. It will just produce yeah. money you need to live. And it's a great feeling. You can go back yeah. to the ATM machine if you need it. You can take it, you can structure, you can save it. Well, I never thought I'd experience this, but it's, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. Well, and what's beautiful too, and part of the reason why we're having this, and I thought this would be a good conversation to have is you aren't, you don't have a huge business. I mean, look for in the grand scheme of things only, I don't know if you knew this stat or not, but less than 4% of businesses will ever get to a million dollars in revenue, less than 4%, less than, I think it's less than 1% will ever get to 10 million plus. Now you'll be, if you choose to, you'll be at 10 million in two years, or next year, three years, whenever, and, or end of 2023. Yeah, that's the goal. But, but it's going to be a choice. But here's, but here's the important piece of this is that you have done all of this with a relatively quote unquote, small business. I mean, oh, yeah. if you do a $5 million business, right, you become a millionaire at 20% net profit. You're netting, yeah. you're netting a million dollars right now. Yeah. But, and you so become you, a millionaire if you do. And if you listen, an ATM machine, it gives you a million dollars like a year. You, yeah. <laughs> if you're smart with your money, like you are, you don't get nuts and you don't spend, Oh, I'm making a million. I'm going to spend 700,000. Then you get your tax bill. And then now you're negative. No, you're smart about it. You're a millionaire in two years. Right. And, and then you, it just starts to really accelerate. From you, can, there. you can buy the big, beautiful house, yeah. right? And you can like pay it did. off in, in cash. Yeah. So 2017, I lived in a, a modest three-bedroom home here in New York. It was probably a five dollars $600,000 house. This previous year, I just bought a house that was more than double that, right? Paid for, right? If you structure it right, just like I said, right? You can pay off the house. You can have all of these wonderful things. Yeah. But it's a 20% net profit. A 20% net profit on $5 million, it's a million dollars. million dollar income. It's a million dollars a year. You're a millionaire right there, right? Yeah. But you have to put things in place. Like I monitor my LMC, right? We talk about that. Yeah. We learned, I learned this last year at the Profits Center Labor and Material Commission with Mark Curry. So I watch my top line revenue all the time. Every single day, we, we produce a report that says, okay, what was yesterday's installs? We run like kind of like a post- install report. So I know if I'm monitoring that and then monthly I'm looking at my P&Ls, I'm monitoring my fixed expenses. I know I'm going to be somewhere in that 20% net target, right? Right. We do that. We, we inspect that every single day. And yeah. I know as long as I'm there, I'm going to be within a point or two. So I know that I expect to get 20% on all of my revenue because I do that deliberately. And I have all of those systems set in. Well, and you understand LMC, mm -hmm. what number it needs to be, what you can spend on marketing, what your, where your overhead needs to be in order for you to put that money to, to the bottom line. Yeah. yeah it's, it's material it's a formula, right? It's but a it's a, like, formula. like we used, we used to use material, material cost, all in material cost times five, right? Yeah. If you want your material to be 20%, right? And then you figure your labor is going to be somewhere around 10, 15%. You got your marketing at about 10% or less, right? You, you're tracking all of these. And then you yeah. got your general overhead, like stuff like 20%. If you know you have all of that, you're going to be somewhere in the 20% net profit. So you just, you structure those things out and you track them. Like you don't, you don't just go look at your wake up every morning. Like I used to do, look at your checkbook and go, oh, you know, I got a hundred thousand yeah, dollars in the account. I'm doing yeah. great. You know, how much of that is really yours, right? So you got to have a real understanding. You got to have a bookkeeper. I have them on staff. Before that, I had to hired my my accountant. You have to watch. You have to look at your P and Ls monthly, quarterly. You have to track that stuff, right? In yeah. order to realize that real twenty percent. But here's the thing, Brian: twenty percent. But I also in the overhead, I pay myself a salary. Well, yes, of course. I'm glad you brought that up. You right? got to pay yourself a salary for the work that you do, of course. So some people they won't pay themselves a salary. They'll go right. all year and they'll just write, you know, some checks. And they'll go, oh, okay, that's the profit. No, you should be paying yourself a salary that you need to live personally, right? So if, you, if you've got $10,000 a month in bills, let's just say that you, the expenses that you have to meet at home, you have to pay yourself that salary and then still realize after that a 20% net profit for the company, right? Right. 
that's when you're truly doing it right. It's not yeah. pay yourself out of that 20%. That's right. Yeah, that's absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. And, and I, I made that mistake. Well, we all make that mistake. I, yeah. And we've all made that mistake. You know, and I hear it all the time from people. It's like, well, how much did you make? Well, this and this. Did you pay yourself a sales commission for the million dollars that you sold last year? Well, no, that's in that thing. Well, no, no. it's yeah. You know, you should be paying yourself. Real. You should be paying yourself a commission like you would for a sales rep, right? Exactly. So yeah. these are these are things like, look, 2017, I had a modest home, I had two cars, I had a mortgage on it, I had two financed or leased vehicles. Today, I bought my Porsche. It's paid for. I have a house, a beautiful house, four or five bedroom house. It's paid for. I have a lake home in Pennsylvania. It's paid for. I have a boat. It's paid for. I have my kids' college tuitions all paid for. This is in two years, Brian. Yeah. I, was a, I was able to do this. I was able to go from just a modest living to what I currently have. You yeah. know? And it's possible. It's if I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. It's not hard. It's, it's incredible. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> you say that, but if you can do it, somebody else can do it if they are willing to implement the way you did. Yeah, well, it's mindset. It's really all about implementation. It's really all about what can you actually get done? You know, what can you actually get done? A lot of people will take notes and notes and notes. They'll come to events. They'll take all these notes and then they'll go back and they'll just get sucked right back into the crap that is, is you it know, less than unfortunately 1%? their business. Less than 1% actually take action when, yes. uh, is that, is that the number? I think I've heard you mention I think that. So, I mean, it's like, uh, listen to me, everything is the 80, 20 rule. Everything you look at is 80, 20. So 80, 20 doesn't stop at 80, 20 goes 96, <laughs> four, which doesn't surprise me that the 4%, you know, and then from there it goes to one ninety nine, And so, and then even the 1% breaks down. So mm-hmm. like what I was talking with Noah, who's, did you meet? Oh, no, no. But you'll you'll meet Noah. He's actually going to be a speaker at Accelerate. We were talking about it. And we were talking about like the 1% of income earners now. It's like 400, 450, something like that. But the one half of 1% is at a million plus. So to me, everything is that. So it was, let me, it was, let's, it was incredible. I, I, I So last year on April 18th, well, April 15th, April 18th, they deduct, they debited a large amount of money from my personal savings account for taxes, right? And we pay our personal, our, everything quarterly through it. So we were paying that through, like, we paid yeah. a lot of money and they deducted probably six figures. And I'll never forget me and my wife were on vacation and she saw this because she only has access to the personal. She says, what is that? And I had to explain to her like, that's, you know, we owe that on our personal taxes because we made so much money last year. And she was just blown away. And I was like, look, just be grateful, right? Like we literally joined the top half of 1% that you talked about. So you know, what's funny is (laughs) not three hours ago, I got our taxes for 2021. We filed an extension. My guy was super busy. I'm like, all right, whatever. He said, write this check in April so that you won't, you know, you will overpay. You'll be all right. I look at the thing and the amount of money, I sent Addy two texts. One was, okay, so here's what we paid through one company or personally. Uh-huh. And then we've got this other weird company that is a C-Corp that we pay direct and whatever. So I put added that number that pays federal taxes too. And the two numbers together, she goes, wait a minute. Wow. How much money did we make in like 2010? And I said, oh, a lot less than what we paid in taxes this year. What about 11? Oh, a lot less. What about 12? What about 13? We paid more taxes than I think we made. Than you earned. 12, 13, you know, 2012, 2013, 2004, like just kind of blown away. But, and then she did the emoji that with her head blown off, Uh your wife. But then that's the right comeback is, well, yeah, but we made a lot of money. So made a lot of money, it, right? It feels yeah. great. Like it's, it, you, they can take six figures out of your account. And it's like, okay. Yeah, it's like, yeah. if you had even mentioned that to me three years ago, like they're going to take a, over a hundred thousand dollars out of your savings yeah. account. I would have been like, what are you kidding me? Would now it's like, nuts? now it's yeah. like, all right, I'll put that back. Like it's you not, it it's back not a, there's plenty in there and I'll put yeah. more back. I mean, look, <laughs> again, 
I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but I just want your well, listeners to realize that this is possible if if they yeah. just do what I did, right? If they just make the decision, just make the decision to just do this, right? Get off your ass and do it. Like you can find so many excuses not to do this. And it's, it's right there. It's right in front of you. Just make a decision. So I want to ask you, so I want to ask you about something that we're going to discuss in a couple of weeks at the profit workshop. And obviously it's something that you have overcome, but it's something that a lot of people struggle with. In fact, Last week, I had a conversation. I'm not going to say, obviously, I'm not going to mention who it was, but I had a conversation with somebody that is in your mastermind group, group one, and we were talking about making money and they brought up the word deserve. (laughs) Like, do I deserve to make this much money? And I'm like, wow. This is the thing that holds a lot of people back because they cannot reconcile in their mind. And the number does, by the way, the numbers don't matter to the listener. You know, John's talking about a million dollar income. It could be the same thing for a 300,000, for a hundred thousand. You had to get over that issue of deserving Can you talk a little bit about the, like, first off, did that even, did you even think about it? Did it ever impact you? Do you ever think about that today? Well, I mean, I was, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. Right. So, I mean, I, I mean, I grew up in a, in a home with, with very little, similar to like Mark Curry's story. We showed the picture last year. He grew up in this modest home with, no, so. I think modest. we, modest I, is nice. He's <laughs> putting it nicely. All right? right. Well, similar to Mark Curry. Yeah. We didn't have much. So I think you kind of, kind of, it's a learned thing, right? It's a, it's a, it's a poverty mindset, right? It's like yeah. all that head trash. It, it's learned from years and years and years of experience. Unfortunately, most of us have that. It's, so it's, it's learning to correct that mindset, right? And I more or less, it took going to accelerate and meeting a bunch of other people like, uh, you know, Earl Ron, Patrick Kabala, Scott Berman, all of these guys that are there that are just doing these large numbers to say, okay, you know what, this is possible, right? That's all it took for me was to be able to just see the example. Well, but possible is one thing. Another thing is saying, you know, I'll do this, the exercise that I've got that four numbers exercise where, boy, I ask people to really think about what is it, how much do you really want to make? Mm-hmm. You know, and I did a version of that exercise. That's where it came from is I did a version of that exercise to get out of my, that head trash and start to get more into a place of, well, what do I really need? And then let me work from there, you know, or what do I really want in terms of income? And again, the number doesn't matter. It could be whatever the number is, but there's resistance that comes up, whether it's a deserving issue, whether it's, you know, the poverty mindset, whether it's, you know, oh my God, there isn't enough for me, or I'm not good enough or something like that. Did you have to battle any of that stuff over the last two or three? Right. And I still years? battle it. I still yeah, catch myself yeah. battling it to this day. Right. So it's, it's right something, yeah, it's, it's, it's something I would imagine you're going to, that I'm going to be, and, and you're going to be dealing with for the rest of our lives. It's just, it's being able to recognize it though. Right. And right. it's being able to say, oh, okay that's bad. We should not think like that. We need to think this way. Right. But it's realizing what's possible. Right. And it's just realizing that that's no longer relevant to me. We don't think that way. The mindset is shifted. I walk around the office. I talk to my sales reps all the time, my staff, my installers about mindset, right? You always say that mindset over skill set. And I just, you know, the power of positive thinking, right. And point out to them, you know, when they have that, that head trash or that poverty mindset, I just Where'd you first come up with that? Who taught you that? And a lot of times it can go back to, you know, parents, an environmental thing. And again, that's learned through generations, right? It's just learning to just take that shit and get rid of it and just think differently, right? But it's it's not perfect. I still catch myself. It's it's hard work. It's work. Yeah. (laughs) I deal with that every day. It's funny. I, in a lot of ways, think that that work is harder than the actual work of the business. Because the business is, again, it's pretty mechanical. Mm-hmm. You can get the answers. By the way, if I can share with the listeners what I told that the person that had that 
deserving thing come up. And I asked him, I said, do you take good care of your clients? <laughs> and he said, yeah, absolutely. I said, do you deliver everything you promised them? And then, you know, maybe even a little bit more. Oh, absolutely. I said, well, how do your reviews look online? Oh my God, they're, you know, they're great. I forgot what they're 4.7, 4.8. Mm -hmm. I said, well, then you're providing a valuable service to the community and you should be compensated for that, don't you think? And, you know, I don't know if that completely did it for him, but when it comes to contractors, it's like, think about the service, you know, going I mean, into somebody's and house and pulling out windows, old jacked up windows and putting in new ones and doing the work right. And warrant them. right, installing and the, them right. And the warrant them to be around 10 years exactly, later. Exactly, to be yeah. around. Yeah. And then if the customer calls your business and they actually get to speak to a live human being, yeah, yeah. you should this, make a lot of money doing that. There's somebody to answer that phone. A lot of money doing that. Seven days a week in, in yeah. my office, right? And again, do you deserve that? Well, as the business owner, you have to really think beyond the customer, right? Think about the value you're providing to your community, to the employees, right? Like right, right now I have, I have 31 full-time employees, wow. in-house employees. Now, again, 2017, it was three, right? Yeah. So I have 31 full-time employees. Each, they all have families, right? Yeah. So I, there's 120, 150 people that are relying on the business, that are relying on me, right? Yeah. Every decision I make is critical. Do yeah. I deserve it? Do I deserve it? Absolutely, you do. Absolutely, right? right? You do. The effect <laughs> that right. I have on all these people and all these families, yeah. just my employees' families, of course I deserve it. Yeah. Of course. And as your business grows, and it's interesting. So if you look at business, a lot of times we'll look at it as just numbers, but it's homes that you are impacting. So at 5 million, you did 400 jobs or 300 homes. At 7 million, it's going to be 500. I'm just whatever the number mm -hmm. is. But that's more and more value to the community, more and more value to the marketplace. So, of course, that means that as the owner, you should share in that increase in value. Mm -hmm. You should be compensated in proportion to that increase in value that your business is providing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, like, like I said, then you get to kind of have your little fun pet projects, right? Right. Like we set up a foundation, the tools for good foundation. So we donate to local charities. We donate some time for people that may be disabled. Like we just did a project for a gentleman. He was homebound for three years. He was diabetic. He was in a wheelchair. His wooden ramp for his wheelchair was completely rotted out. And he called us and he said, look, this is my story. And look, we're not handymen, but yeah. we can do the service. We had to go buy a $60 piece of plywood, $100 in material. And I sent the call up in there for an hour. He can now freely go out of his house and down the block, right? And yeah. th these, these are things that we do for the community too. It makes us feel good, right? Yeah. So yeah, of course we deserve it, right? We're doing a lot of things for the community, for our customers, for our employees and their families, and for our own, of course. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of fun, Bri. You know, I mean, and cool. I'm yeah. living my best life. You know, I would have never. Yeah. I um, can't wait to come up to Staten Island and take a little spin in your in your <laughs> Miami blue Porsche. You can stay in my guest room. <laughs> well, that's okay. I won't do that. I will. <laughs> I will go with you for a, for a spin. It's a lot of fun. It it yeah. really is. It's everything that I want. Vacations. Everything that I want. I I have. You know. Well, and you know, and that's a whole nother conversation. You know, it's like you see people that have this was me at least, jets and helicopters and five houses around the world. And you know, and it's like you think about it, and when you I think you get to a certain point, I think you're there now too, is I probably could have those things, but do I really want those things? And am I willing to do what I need to do in order to make all of that happen? Mm -hmm. It's really, it's kind of cool when you can come from that place of thinking it through and some level of emotional maturity where you can look at that and say, you know, that's not that important to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I need a jet. I don't know, you know, if I need a yacht. I don't know if I need all of that. So it's kind of cool.
and we know people that have the money to do all of that stuff and they still don't do it. So anyway. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I, I could fly private. I don't, I don't think I can buy a jet, but I could fly private. I just, I could, yeah, yeah, I could too. But do I want to spend my money on that? Just because you could doesn't mean you should, you know, you it's kind of interesting conversations. Yeah. I could retire. I, I could retire probably pretty comfortable right now if I really wanted to, if I could, really? I could sell the, of course, the business is worth it. Oh, if you sell the business, yeah. Sure. Somebody, somebody will come along and write a check. Yeah. 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 As long as everything holds together, but yeah, I mean, I, right. yeah, as long as it all, it, yeah. it's a, it's well, a yours great, is pretty, yours is pretty solid. I wouldn't be surprised if people are knocking, don't say anything if they are, or they aren't, but I I've wouldn't, been, be I've been contacted twice in the last year. Oh, have you? I'm yeah. not ready. I'm not ready to sell unless someone writes a really big check, like you said. Right. But I've been, I've been, I'm, you know, it's funny. Like I'm, I'm on their radar, you know, yeah. private equity. They're already starting to reach out. And I'm like, and some of these are the groups that have bought larger yeah. companies. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's amazing, you know. Yeah. But again, I've, I've just opened up a, expanding into a, the Northern New Jersey market. So I'm opening up a showroom there that lease is yep. signed in summit, New Jersey. That's a tremendous high-end market. Yeah. And then we're expanding down and right now we're looking to sign another lease in uh, red bank, New Jersey. So I'm going through all this expansion right now. Right. So I'm nice. going from one when showroom is summit to gonna be set up. When is that showroom going to be ready and operational? Just waiting for the, the towns with the permits and stuff like that. They, they did uh they just basically what they did is they they had to deliver me a vanilla box. It's there just waiting for, you know, the town, the people there, the inspectors to just finally sign off on it and then get our signs up and which is probably going to be another permit (laughs) and then get our displays. And so we're looking at probably, this is the end of August. We're looking at when we record this probably first week of October, I'm thinking, but I figure each, each one of those showrooms can, you know, like my Staten Island showroom is 5 million. Each one of those are 5 million minimum a piece, right? I'm going to a larger yeah. market. Well, not a larger market, but a higher end market. So three showrooms, just naturally, we should be able to do 15, 20 million, crack nice. that within a yeah. Well, and years. it's also another, you know, it's another. It's my best lead source, by the way, showroom. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just, you're adding another lead source. I don't know, the word escaped yeah. me, but diversifying your. It is my best lead source. So yeah. we do try to drive our traffic online down to the showroom down and, and, and showroom, yeah. down to the showroom and any, everybody that goes to the showroom and sets an appointment there, we close them at about 50 to 60% on average wow. monthly. Yeah. Where, yeah. you know, the uh, 30% from other, you know, other, other lead sources. So we figure, Hey, you know, like let's go there. And again, we talked about this, I think last time about our, we knowing your numbers, our break-even point. So we know that each one of these showrooms are going to cost us around $12,000 a month all in, that our break-even on that is about $24,000 based on. So if we can sell two jobs, yeah. even in a recession, we're not going to lose money there. We're not going to go into the road. We, we may not make money, but we can hold on, right? Yeah. So again, knowing the numbers, right? Being aware of our numbers and the way it works, we can make these decisions more confidently, right? Yeah. If you asked me three years ago, I would have said, no, we're going to recession. I'm not opening yeah. up showrooms. Right. But I know even in the worst of times, I should be able to sell two you, jobs you know out of each one minimum. So we got to wrap, but yeah. you know, what's really interesting too is, and I've noticed this with myself is your level of confidence in yourself and in your, what you've built. And that is a cool byproduct. I don't know if it's so much of the byproduct or if it's what you have to work on, or if it comes and then it becomes a byproduct and you build on it or whatever, but you've given away a bunch of your quote unquote secrets without any fear that someone's going to come along and, you know, rip it off or, you know, open up shop across from you or whatever. That's also a very cool place to be. I mean, financially, professionally, we're talking a lot about confidence. And then, of course, personally, you, have, you know, you have a wonderful family, you have a great wife, great partner. And so when you look at life financially, you know, things are going good. You're confident about the future. Professionally, businesses, you know, you've got the fundamentals in place. It's working. You're not afraid. You no. know, you're prepared. If things happen, you're going to be prepared for it. 
because of all the things we talked about. And then of course, you know, personally. Well, it's, it's Brian, it's, it's experience. It's experience yeah. and it's, it's, it's having a good network of people, right? So it's, yeah. it's listening to the podcast. It's going to the events. I've met a lot of wonderful people that I have in my cell phone right now that I can call on, right? People yeah. that right. You know, I know who to go to for an answer, being a part of the mastermind, right? So I have a yeah. wonderful network of resources, right? I have mentors like yourself. If I have a question, right? A problem. I can usually find the answer, right? Three years ago. I no. didn't know where to go. Yeah. I went to the Apple music library. I discovered you and here I am. Yeah. Right. So it's, that's where the confidence is. I know I can find an answer to yeah. pretty much any problem. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much, John. And you'll be back again, by the way, accelerate. We haven't, we haven't started selling tickets yet. If anybody's interested, go to accelerateevent.com. It's going to be February 7th and 8th in Make Fort sure you Myers. go change your life. Yeah, John will be there. You can meet John. And I really think I say it all the time. Yeah, you get a lot of good stuff from the stage. But I think the breaks, the hallways, lunch, there's a reason why we do breakfast and lunch. It's because we want people to network. We want people to meet others and learn from others and create friendships and relationships. And so it's worked for you. And that's amazing. It's, it's awesome. made me a millionaire, Brian. Thank you. Well, you did a lot of work. Well, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Thanks for being here and everybody listening. Until next time, this is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group, and this is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a different way? Did it spark an idea or ideas that you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. If it did, I'd like to ask you a favor. Would you leave a five-star review of the podcast? By doing so, you'll help other contractors find the podcast more easily so that we can help them achieve more success, wealth, and freedom. And before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. In fact, if you haven't already, make sure you go to thewealthycontractor.com and get your free copy of my latest book, The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor. Just pay shipping and handling, and I'll take care of the cost of the book. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskavalsian.